Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, Jeremy Kalmanowski here, and we're studying Eruvin page Ayin Hay 75, which Ayin Hay stands for Ezra Hashem, with God's help, or it might stand for Am Haaretz Ignoramus, so I feel particularly proud to study this page with you today. Uh, I want to look at the one line of the Mishnah on the Aleph side of the page, and then look over on the back side for a really interesting a story about a mistake. So the theme of the page in general is that all the eligible people, uh, eligible for an Eruv have to participate, and what happens if one or more of the eligible people fails to participate? Does that nullify the whole Eruv? The basic idea is that if you have access to, if you have fair and legal access to uh, a given place, and you fail to participate in a rele- relevant Eruv, uh, then you, you would nullify other people's Eruvin and then would have to, uh, as we talked about on previous days, renounce your ownership or something like that, depending upon. Uh, and we're talking about a case where there's two courtyards. One is physically um, uh, interior to the other. Okay, now, this is a complicated matter, and we can't go into all the details, but in the last line of the Mishnah, uh, uh, on the A side, it says, if you have the two courtyards, and in each case, there's only one resident of each, uh, then they don't need to make an Eruv. Uh, let's call it person A on the outer courtyard. doesn't need an Eruv for that person's own house, so no need. And person B on the interior needs no Eruv. So each of them is, is just fine. But if there were multiple people, even, even multiple people in the outer courtyard who didn't have access to the inner courtyard, we would require, we the speaking for the law here, would require that everybody participate in a bigger Eruv. Now... Over on the bet side of the page, in the middle of the page, there's a quotation from the Mishnah, as, as the Talmud typically does with, in the convention of printing the two double dots, and it quotes the Vim Hayusha Yechidim, if the courtyards belong to one individual at a time, they need not make an Eruv. Now, the uh, next layer of the text comes along, and the Amora Rav Yosef begins, and it says, uh, Amora Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Tani Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi teaches, Hayu Shlosha Asurim. If there were three people among the two courtyards, it's forbidden. Now, the next Amara, they would forbid each other unless they all participate in the area. Next voice comes along and says, Amar Lahu Rav Bibi. Rav Bibi comes along and says, Lo Pay no attention to what Rav Yosef just said that he had that teaching in the name of Rabbi Uranasi, that is to say that it was of Mishneh Provenance. Uh, Rabbi Bibi said, pay no attention to that. Ana Amrita Nehale, I'm the one who told it to Rabbi Yosef, de Rav Adabar Ahava Amrita. And I said it in the name of Rav Adabar Ahava, who is not Rabbi Uranasi, who did not live in Mishneh era, who lived in our own uh, Amoraic era. Uh, and, and he got confused 
because I said Rabim, the word Rabim, if there were multiple people in the outer courtyard. And he confused Rabim with Rabbi. Many for Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Amar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, Mareda Avraham. Rabim be Rabbi Achlifli. Oh God of Abraham, what have I done? I've made it, I've confused the words Rabim and Rabbi. I've switched them up. Now, what's interesting about this to me is on two levels. First of all, you know, that's not the kind of mistake that modern people can make. We have written records of everything, and we are talking now about an oral culture. So you can only imagine how many small mistakes uh, were likely to happen in the oral transmission of texts. A simple thing like Rabbi and Rabbi, you know, uh, an accent or a, or, or a, slur, a slurring speech or any other things might cause that mistake. But the next thing that's interesting is that there is an extensive tradition um, Extensive. It's, it's mentioned a few times in the Talmud um, that that Rav Yosef uh, got sick and forgot his learning. Got sick and forgot his learning. And then the Talmud will indicate that um, that it was restored. His students helped him restore his learning. And there are a number of cases. Oddly enough, I, I ran it on the C.D. Ram. Oddly enough, uh, a, a large number of cases in our tractate at Ruvim. One we had just two days ago on page seventy-three in which Rav Yosef's principal student, Avaye, uh, reminds him gently, yes, this is an authoritative teaching, and you yourself, Master, taught it to us. Um, so I think there's a, a little bit of a happy ending that is positive that, that the students helped him remember. But, you know, reading back from, from 1,500 years, um, I think that there's a simpler explanation, which is that Rav Yosef, who was famous for prodigious memory, as a matter of fact, there's a, a, a discussion on the final page of Tractate Horayot about who should become the next leader of the academy uh, in Babylonia, where he is, Sinai or Oker Harim. Is it the mountain, the source of all the knowledge, or the Oker Harim, the one who uproots mountains, that is to say, the, the cleverest analyzer? Is it raw knowledge or clever analyzing? Rav Yosef is associated with the raw knowledge. He knows it all. And I think, you know, looking back um, 1,500 years or with... The guesses more, more than that, 1,600 years, with the guesses of uh, of a text that has gone through very long and, and difficult transmission. I'm going to guess that Rav Yosef probably really had dementia or something like it, that he really did forget his learning, and that he was slipping and apt to make the kinds of mistakes that um, that you just saw on this page. A difference between saying that Rabbi said something or that the subject was Rabbi, that the, the text was given from Rabbi Udanasi or that it was about, uh, quote, many people. Thanks for uh, learning this passage with me. I hope you found it interesting. I found it interesting. And I look forward to studying with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.